0: Welcome to Radical Rocks. This is your host Shane. Today we are going to talk about identifying minerals. We've talked about this in the past, but we're going to try to go into some detail and uh, just stick with that subject. We'll talk about the physical tests, how you can do that with some basic instruments, Um, Maybe go uh, to level 2, being able to check with specific gravity. We can talk about that briefly. And we'll even go through a few scenarios where we can actually identify a few minerals and rocks. Alright? So, before we get into it, I want to thank you for supporting uh, our channel, our community, and our group for being a part of it. I don't get a lot of feedback from the podcast. Um, I wish I did. But if you're on any of our social media, which you can find us um, on all sorts of social media, but we have our blog at radicalrocksusa.blogspot.org. Um, we have a Facebook group. Just look up Radical Rocks. You should be able to find us. We're on uh, other other ones as well. Okay, and we also have videos on YouTube. So pretty should be pretty easy to get connected with that. And I will leave the description for the blog. Uh, I will leave the address in the description so you can check that out. All right, so let's get right into it. Um, First of all, you want to identify minerals because you enjoy studying minerals. You want to know what they are. You want to know what they're made up of. Some rocks, of course, are made up of several different things. Um, some rocks it's almost impossible to identify um, every mineral that's in it without special testing but at least you should be able to identify the major minerals that is forming this rock so we're going to go through uh, underlying minerals which is most commonly found in rocks uh, to the time limit that we have available and it's very good to learn how to recognize rocks and that way it helps you to identify them and just know them better. So some interesting facts that we'll find out along the way about these rocks we'll try to bring out uh, and in the testing as well. So testing uh, rocks and minerals to see if they come up to matching something um, uh, particular or comparable will help you narrow it down. And um, there's many different ways that you can do this. So I've done a lot of videos where we just go through a bucket of rocks and we do some simple tests that helps us narrow down and be able to identify them. So first is a physical test, which is hardness. Now one of our blogs, we have a hardness scale there and we actually have uh, step-by-step testing instructions if you want to look at that. Um, I believe it's under rock hounding um, or one of those articles under that type of a heading. So hardness is real important. Um, It is called the Mohs scale, which is the most common um, way of testing. So it starts off from very soft, uh, a 1, to very hard, a 10, which is extremely hard. 1 is talc, very soft, like baby powder, used to be made out of before, before they said it's killing everybody and two um, gypsum, and three is calcite, four is fluorite, five is uh, apatite, six is feldspar, seven is quartz, eight is topaz, nine is corundum, rubies, sapphires, and ten is diamonds. So there's four common objects that are very readily available that you can use to judge hardness. There's a fingernail. Uh, your fingernail has a hardness of about 2.5. Um, a copper coin, uh, which it, to be copper, it's got to be, I believe, 1980 or before, or you're not, you don't have a copper coin. And that hardness would be about a 3. And a knife blade will have a hardness of about 5.5. And then if you can find a nice sharp uh, quartz crystal or a good piece of um, quartz, that will have a hardness for about 7. Okay, so those numbers, your, your fingernail, your copper coin, and your knife are going to help you narrow down these ranges. So if you scratch it with your fingernail and you feel your fingernail scratching away, you know it's probably harder. But if the material is scratching away, then you know the material is softer. Same with copper coin. If you scratch it and the copper coin uh, is not leaving any copper color on it, then it is softer than the copper coin. If it's leaving copper on it, then it's hardness uh, of 3 or greater. Now, knife, if the knife is scratching it, then it's less than 5.5. And if it leaves a little bit of silver or grayish color of the knife on the stone, then you know the stone is harder. Quartz being 7, again, it's going to either... Uh, that's a little harder you might have to get a little magnifying glass out and see if the quartz is actually scratching an indentation into it or if it is actually wearing the tip off of your quartz point okay so that's how you will be able to tell the hardness and narrow it down and that can really help you identify um, quite a bit right there but there's even more the streak test now the streak test uh, when you go down to home depot or whatever you can buy a piece of uh, of, of tile you can get uh, any old broken piece of tile and on the back side of it um the front side would be glazed okay you don't want to buy like limestone or granite you don't want to buy a piece of rock you want to buy a piece of tile which is glazed on one side and the other side is unglazed uh, it's white and um you know it's it's not real smooth um it's kind of smooth but it's it, it's kind of chalky right so this is what you would use to get a streak, and you would rub the, m- the material or the mineral on the unglazed side of the porcelain, and you're going to see a color, and that color can help you identify it. Now, that's the streak color, but there's also the color of the mineral. So um, that isn't always really great for minerals because minerals have so many different colors, um, but it can help with certain metallic minerals um, because they do have distinctive colors. But unfortunately metallic luster of all those um, minerals um, doesn't always show up so good but uh, it can help okay luster now that is the reflection of the light on the surface of the m- material that's what uh, gives it its luster or its shine there's a big difference between something metallic and non-metallic in its luster when we talk about minerals silvers for example is a typical metallic luster where quartz is a non-metallic luster and then a non-metallic luster can include um, vitreous which is kind of a glassy or pearly some people even say greasy a look to it and um, then there is also the um the very sparkling per you know can be sparkling or it can be resinous like the resin of a tree which would be even more silky and greasy looking so luster the way it shines the way it looks cleavage most minerals um they have a tendency to break either one way or another way Um, the way they break is cleavage the more or less smooth the surface is is called the cleavage plane so there if there's a plane um there's always some sort of a crystal plane and crystal structure. Some are are uh, parallel to the crystal face. Some have an angle. Some have a, a cla- other classification, and the exact type of cleavage is important in identification. So there is, there is like a um, like a cubed diamond, or like just a cubed square, which is a cubic, or a like a cubed rectangle. And um, there's also orthohomb. I'm not really sure of the pronunciation there, but it looks kind of like a square with one of the corners cut off, uh, a cubed square with corner cut off. And uh, so you have all these different types of cleavage. Now, also, there's the fracture. So when you whack that thing with a hammer um, and it breaks, if it breaks irregularly rather than smooth, it's said to, to be a fracture, right? It can be hacky where it's, it's very jagged and, and um, splintery almost looking. It can break and chip kind of uneven. It can break very even, um, you know, like a piece of slate. Or it can um, be like glass and break kind of a conical... Um, shape to it. So there's all different types of fractures. And then if you want to go one more level, um, which can really help narrow down the identification of a few different minerals um, that look quite similar to one another, I think this is sometimes used for jade, um, is the specific gravity to be able to determine whether it's jade or serpentine. The specific gravity is the weight of the mineral compared to the equal amount of water and if you want to find out what uh, how to find out specific gravity you would weigh something in the air and for example it would be it would weigh like 5.2 pounds in the air and then you would weigh it where it's actually hanging in water Uh, and then it would only weigh 4.1 pounds so when you take those numbers the specific gravity is going to come up to um, 4.7 is its specific gravity, okay? And um, the way you do that is the specific gravity will be the weight in the air divided by the difference between the weight in the air and the weight in the water. So that's how it works out, okay? Um, So crystal forms... Um, that also can help you identify if uh, what type of a mineral you have, because some minerals have a definite type of crystal structure that um, they, you can tell from their appearance that that would narrow it down to a particular type of mineral that you could identify it um, in your gem and mineral book. There's also chemical tests. There's a lot of chemical tests. Um, they're kind of... Um, too advanced for today's conversation there's also using torches um, hydrochloric acid seeing if they fizz um, other tests that you can do to check them there's also kits that can be bought or used to be able to buy them where you can do little samples and um, narrow down the different types maybe one day we'll go through and do that um, today we're talking about primarily minerals that are common to California. Um, and you should be able to identify, you know, most of the minerals just by using these type of things. So there's a book, um, it's called uh, Rocks and Minerals of California by Vincent Brown and David Allen, and they have a really good um, key where you would go through and use these tests to find out what types of rocks and minerals that you have. And, So what they do is they tell you, find out first, is a mineral, do you have a mineral with a metallic or a submetallic luster? So if you do, then you follow the key to that section. So a metallic and submetallic mineral, you would then narrow it down by going, okay, I have have a metallic mineral here. Can it be scratched with a fingernail? Is it less than 2.5? Um, It could actually leave a mark on a piece of paper. Okay, so it's very soft. And if that's the case, then you look at the key, the next key, which says, is a streak red or red-brown, reddish or red? And then if it is, or if if the streak is a different color, you go one direction or the other. So if it is red and reddish-brown, then uh, if it has a scarlet streak... The luster part of adam adamantine sparkling a very heavy mineral with a specific gravity of 8.1 which is actually cinnabar okay if it has a streak that's a reddish brown the luster is rather earthy the specific gravity would be 5.2 this would be a chief iron or hematite you've just located hematite now if if for instance this mineral streak color was not red brown or reddish brown then you would go on to the key in five which says is the color uh, yellow brown a streak yellow brown earthy appearance uh, specific gravity uh, somewhere between uh, three point uh, six and four then you would might have limonite if the color streak is black gray black or blue but not earthy um, they say go on to number six um and then it says good cleavage you go on to seven poor cleavage you go on to nine so it leads you to a whole nother range of things so if it had good cleavage which would be in three different directions and looks kind of like steps or cubes and it's gray black and it's a heavy mineral and it has a specific gravity about 7.6 it would be colored black hardness would be about 2.5 you may have just located some galena which is a lead ore okay so there's all these different things that you can identify um, to find these different minerals and it's very exciting and uh it's it's quite fun to do now here here to give you some other ideas of some other minerals um let's look at one of these other minerals here let me see these ones don't look so fun let's check out one of these okay so here's one all right so here you would have a metallic or a submetallic luster um, so you're looking at something that's that's kind of shiny it kind of looks like it's metal um, but it, it can't be scratched with a knife it's pretty hard right so is the color whitish yellow or steel gray. If it is, then then you go on to uh, 21. If the color is brown or black or gray you go on to 22. But we're going to go on to 21. Let's say the color is whitish yellow or steel gray. Okay, if the color is a brass yellow and the streak is greenish black the hardness should be between um, 6 and 6.5. Specific gravity is going to be 5. Crystals often, not always, but often are cubed in form with strained or grooved faces, often in massive form, but can be small, often called fool's gold, iron pyrite. So you've just located iron pyrite. So now if you go over and look at gold, gold would give a gold streak. So <laughs> if it was gold, I wouldn't be rubbing it against a um, a plate of tile. But if you were wondering, oh, you know, is this is this iron pyrite that might be a quick way to know is by the streak test it's going to be kind of a greenish black or almost a black so um, if you found a ton of iron pyrite you might have some gold in it too um, because iron pyrite can have up to 30 percent gold in it I believe so let's take a look at a couple other minerals here that might be interesting Um, let's see so hydrochloric acid there's some tests here that talk about hydrochloric acid minerals with a non-metallic lester that cannot be scratched with a copper coin but can be scratched with a knife okay um if this mineral fizzes or foams in cold hydrochloric acid only along a scratch colorless white pink green gray brown or black hardness is 3.5 3.5 to 4 specific gravity is about 2.85 three different cleavage angles like that uh, weird cubed square with a corner missing um, might be apparent found with a peculiar curved crystals in, maybe in a massive form luster is glassy white to pink crystals intergrowths often easy to see you might have just found some dolomite so pretty cool pretty cool way to be able to look at, um, these rocks and minerals. It goes through about a hundred different, minerals and how to identify them with these basic, um, tests that you can do to identify. Here's quartz. So of course we know quartz hardness. (laughs) Hopefully you can identify quartz, but you never know. What about, uh, it says, uh, luster glassy crystals in six sided prisms with horizontal um, striations in massive forms, possibly with a concaudal fracture. Hardness is 7. Specific gravity is 2.65. Colorless white or many colors. Rock crystal, it can be clear. Amethyst is purple. Smoky quartz is smoky brown. Milky quartz is milky white. Two pieces of milky quartz rubbed together at night become illuminated. Did you know that? Did you know that if you rub two pieces of milky quartz together at night, they will become illuminated. Isn't that amazing? Rose quartz is pink while um praise is green. So all sorts of cool things going on that you can check and test for rocks and minerals. If you like this kind of material, um please let me know. Let me know what you're interested in. We can try and do more of those type of things and um, we're going to conclude today's episode. I feel like I would try and put in some extra material this week since I had been gone on vacation uh, in Idaho the last couple weeks, and I wanted to get back in touch with everybody and get some good content out there for you to uh, chew on, to think about, and to inspire you to do more research. So, uh, Radical Rocks, your host Shane. Remember, rock hounds don't die, they petrify.